This is the Oil & Gas Startups Podcast, where we showcase emerging technology and the stories of industry founders, investors, and leaders with your hosts, Jake Corley and Colin McClelland. What is going on, Digital Wildcatters? Welcome back to the Oil & Gas Startups Podcast. What's up, dude? What's up, man? So figured we'd have a special Christmas episode. We're feeling festive. <laughs> feeling so festive. It's cold here in Houston. The weather's right for Christmas. Got some hot chocolate here. Mm. <laughs> so we wanted to close out the year uh, kind of just doing a quick episode. We wanted to recap uh, and kind of think back and reflect over the, the last year as we're kind of going into the new year. Uh, we've spent a lot of time strategizing and figuring out, you know, what is next for Digital Wildcatters? Where do we want to take this? Um, you know, we've been eternally grateful for uh, all the listeners and all the guests and stuff that we've had, because uh, without them and you guys, uh, none of this would have been possible. Uh, and so we want to just double down, triple down, and just keep trying to, you yeah. know. Now we're looking at our podcast list of all the episodes, and you look at that first episode of Joe Meadows' Ops Luck. Joe was a trooper, man. He, he, came in, he came in when we had nothing. Like Those first five episodes, those were just friends off the streets. It was back in 2018, man. Seems like yesterday, but at the same time, you look at all the episodes, and it seems so long ago also. Yeah, Joe Meadows, Josh Robbins, then we had uh, Trent Jacobs on, Sean Gare. All yeah. those guys, they were like, so how does this work? Like, Honestly, we don't know yet, but uh, I think we'll figure it out as we go along. Um, yeah, that was uh, the early days. So you look back at 2019, obviously had a really good time uh, recording the podcast, had a lot of great guests on the show. What was your favorite episode of the year? So we, so we both had, we both decided that our favorite actual episode was the reverse interview. interview. <laughs> yeah, uh, that said, sounds a little conceited. So maybe well, we'll I said I one. wanted to pick the reverse episode, uh, reverse interview episode, but Jake said I can't do that because I was the guest on that show, and I was like, okay, that does sound a little. <laughs> but it was fun. We we broke out the bottle of whiskey that Ashley Gilmore had brought during his episode. We had never cracked it open. Uh, we had David Ramsenwood and Mark Bohorich here, and we just had a really really fun just time. Really good friends. Yeah. Having a good time so it was a really fun episode but i think if, the, if i can't pick my own episode i was i was just looking at the list because there's so many it's like picking your favorite child right there's just so many good ones but i think if i had to pick one you know it's kind of this goes back mid-year i think i would pick pump jack power with ryan knuckles and waylon johnson just because they're good dudes Waylon was a, he was a character, you know, mm. he's funny. Um, one thing I really liked about him is after the podcast, we went out to lunch and we just grabbed PDQ chicken tenders right down the street and they fucking loved it. Like there's no, yep. like, you know, you, you got good friends or the good people when they're not too good for some chicken strips, right? Absolutely. So. <laughs> and the depressing thing is PDQ shut down all locations in, in Texas after that. Did they really? <laughs> yeah. I haven't even noticed. Yeah. I love PDQ. Pulled up the other day. Oh, man. All lights were off. That's not good. I uh, was laughing because I was thinking about this episode with Pump Jack Power. And so if you guys don't remember or if you didn't hear this episode, go back to episode 38. Um, give it a listen. It was really good, but uh, we learned about how the uh, electricity markets are deregulated in Texas, and Pump Jack Power is helping uh, ENPs get access to uh, cheaper pricing on electricity and helping them uh, with all the infrastructure. You know, it's a huge hassle and pain to get power uh, out to some of your leases and your wells. Anyway, so 
that uh motivated me or inspired me to go look at you know what alternatives there were for electricity for <laughs> consumers and so i signed up for gritty who's another startup and gritty allows you wholesale to get access wholesale electricity pricing and i was like oh hell yeah you know this is this is awesome i love it you got real-time analytics like you can see what real-time pricing is and so i get it and uh a month later we have that historic uh, pricing surge in electricity in Texas. And obviously I understand the risk because I understand the concept, but some people that had gritty didn't and they're like, man, my electricity bill is supposed to be a hundred dollars and dude, my electricity bill is $1,200 that month. <laughs> First month, like you're supposed to save a couple hundred bucks, like hundred bucks, something right, like that. Right out the gate. Right out the gate. $1,200. Rough. <laughs> so man, I'm going back to some big player that can eat that risk for me but no it was a really good episode um i've actually kind of been getting we're talking about this last night we had a meetup for the collective and we were talking about um i actually find some of the the most exciting startups in the space are ones that are focusing on electricity consumption Mm -hmm. and creating you know smart smart grid technology like you can go back we had eku on the show talking about how you know they're looking to uh harness any unused power and energy from frack fleets and redistribute it across the you know the location or the lease and create a smart grid or uh raptor lift who's going to be coming on the show soon um all of these different guys um i think it's one thing that's really interesting about that is these EMPs have a lot of press pressure on them from ESG, right? Like we keep hearing it, ESG, ESG. One of these EMPs told me the other day that they had someone uh, from the bond market come, and I don't know if it was a creditor or a risk agency, whatever it is. Anyways, they asked the CMP, what's your ESG policy? And the guy's like, what the hell do you mean? Our ESG policy is drill a, drill a hole and get oil out of the ground without killing anybody. But you know, you're going to start having a lot more pressure on these oil companies. And so it's an easy play for them to be like, hey, well, part of our ESG strategy is to consume less, consume less power to extract hydrocarbons. And so Different how electricity they- storage, yeah. replace diesel generators, um, you know, e-fracking. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff. Stuff with pump jake power. There's, there's plus, a lot plus, of- plus it saves the EMP money, right? So yeah. it's, a, it's a win-win. You're saving money on your operating costs and your becoming more ESG compliant. So I'm really excited um, for the startups in that space. And kind of one of the things that kicked it off was Pump Jack Power. So shout out to Ryan Knuckles and old Mr. Waylon Johnson. <laughs> I, by the way, Waylon said that he would sing on the podcast and he didn't. So maybe we need to get him on again. Next time we'll have a special karaoke episode. Yeah, I feel like, man, he's got that. He's got that cowboy voice, right? Yeah. So I could see him. We get, and then we could also singer. have Manoj come in and we could sing Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What was your, what was your favorite episode? You know, it, it's hard to pick. I think, um, you know, we, we've seen that our stats are actually the best in a lot of the EMP episodes. So Yusuf and uh, uh, yeah, Ruckus Yusuf. Energy uh, and then uh, with David Ramsden Wood. Um, yeah, we had a few good ones. Uh, let's, uh, Ruckus Energy was this year, right? Seth Blackball. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. We have to get Seth on again. Um, but I think... You know, we're, I'm impressed by a lot of the technologies, and I'm impressed by a lot of the people. But I think one that stands out would be um, Rachel Olney at uh, GeoSite. I, I was just really impressed. Whenever she sat down to record the podcast, it was we had already heard about her from a few different people in the space, and then she sat down and was just like, "We were like, how how long have you been in the space for, or how long have you turned your attention to oil and gas as opposed to 
uh, doing government contracts. And she was just like a month and a half. And I was like, how did multiple people that we know already know you within a month and a half and say that we need to get you on the podcast? She did a really great job and she was recently on Forbes 30 under 30. And so, um, you know, she's a, she's a great person to chat with. And so that was a really impressive episode and impressed by everything that she's done at such a young age. Yeah. Um, another one I liked was, uh, um, a bid and task and shit mm-hmm. Dan Pickering like all these guys I look at the list like I like every episode that we that we do and that's one thing that's kind of been cool is I've never walked out of an episode and felt like man that was just a shit episode well you learn something because these guys are all experts in their own domains right and then it's never the same thing because we're not just it's not just tech startups it's not just EMP startups it's not just OFS startups sometimes it's not even a startup at all <laughs> just throwing, throwing you a curveball <laughs> Um, but no, it's been fun. The Dan Pickering one was great. Um, I think just a lot of things have been kind of top of mind for us and for the industry and for energy FinTwit. And I think it's been a great conversation. I think everybody's kind of paying close attention to some things that, um, they weren't before. Um, yeah. Do you, do you see the whole energy FinTwit thing with, uh, Tallgrass? Doug, you don't have to ask me if I've seen anything on energy <laughs> FinTwit. I'm all over energy FinTwit. I see, I see and hear everything. Give the people give the people a quick thirty second rundown of that. Okay, so I'm not gonna give you know I'm not gonna go out and, and say all the details one because I'll butcher it and two I'm just not out here to attack people or drop names. There's people on Twitter that do it. <laughs> yeah, so you go to Twitter and you can find them. But uh, you know, essentially, Tallgrass uh, had done a deal with a. Uh, a side letter with a capital group and um, essentially it was screwing over uh, shareholders. And so energy Fintwit got the mob mentality and went to, went to battle for the people. So they, uh, they're calling out a lot of names, uh, presenting a lot of facts, showing a lot of research and due diligence. And yeah, things ended up uh, coming to light because of those guys. So it was pretty cool to see, a relatively small um, community, you know, not a very big group of people, but uh, using a platform to make, you know, positive change. I guess it's positive or negative, whatever side of the aisle you're sitting on. But social media has a lot of power. So that's uh, interesting to watch the, all the time. The people that they're doing reports and, and kind of quote unquote outing and stuff, it's it's people who have uh, burned over investors. And, and if you really think from a macro point of view, one of the biggest issues that we have, we already have the ESG issues, which is hard enough to overcome, but overcoming the uh, lack of trust within the energy industry is also hurting us more than just about anybody can imagine. And so I think the theme for 2020 is, uh, I think everybody's going to be held accountable. And I think there's gonna be a lot more transparency moving forward. And the power of social media definitely ties into that. Uh, and we'll shine a light on that. But um, I think the day of reckoning is coming. And it's funny, I posted, birth. I just posted this, uh, I'm looking at Twitter right now. And I just posted this uh, review that we got last week. <laughs> One... Jake read me this review and I didn't think that it was a real review. I thought Jake had written it because it's just like, it's way too, uh, it's way too kind. It's, it's well thought out and it's, uh, very nice. Whoever left it. And I posted it on Twitter. It's so nice. I feel like we're being trolled. Yeah. I, I posted on Twitter. And I said, which one of you wrote this review on my podcast? And your wife replied that I probably did it, which <laughs> it wasn't me, but 
hold on, I'm going to read it real quick just because it's it's nice. Whoever wrote this, thank you. I feel like that it's done a little, it's like like facetious. Like Hopefully it's sincere. <laughs> I don't know. But either way, it's funny. I don't know if, if you want to roast us, that's funny too. Yeah, if you want to, ro- look, if you want to roast me through podcast reviews and give me five stars, like I'll take that all day. Like I'll take that five stars. But anyways, they said, the the headline was tremendous value and entertainment. I'm hooked on this podcast. Jake and Colin are absolutely killing it. These guys dive into emerging niches and bring on fantastic guests. I listen to a lot of mainstream podcasts. Think Joe Rogan, Jocko, Gary Vaynerchuk, etc. And I put the quality of this podcast on par. I'm honestly shocked these guys don't have a hundred thousand plus followers and subscribers. Keep it up, fellas. <laughs> I um. I would say thank you and call you up by your name, but your name's not appropriate for the airways, but I'm going to say it anyways, because it's funny. (laughs) So whoever left this review, uh, you know who you are. Um, It's big, D-I-X-O-N-B-A-L-L-Z. So that's uh, big dicks and balls. Um, So thank you for that. Um, Like I said, if you want to troll me and podcast reviews, five stars. That's all I ask. So speaking of podcast reviews, like we were looking, we we're looking through Facebook messages and things. And you just brought this up too, Jake, about having the, you know, we had those three EMP founders on the show this year and they've been our most popular episodes, which is crazy. By because, a long shot Which too. is crazy because we have some really cool shit on the show, like cool technologies, cool founders, but it's always the, the old EMP models that people are still interested in and fascinated by and it's, it's kind of like it, it's kind of mystifying of how do you go about buying or raising capital and buying assets and operating an asset and mm-hmm. generating a profit from it and you know you were just looking through our facebook messages before we got on the air and 99 percent of the messages that we receive have to do with buying wells asking us you know hey uh, what should i look out for what mistakes you know people want to learn from any mistakes that we made. Right. So I think we were talking about doing a show just on that topic. I think that we'll probably make a YouTube video out of it, but it's just interesting. It's really interesting to see how out of everything it's EMP models that people are still the most interested in. And that's, and that's what I've honestly got the most questions about. Um, so, so that was like through our digital wall cutters, Facebook page, but personally like on LinkedIn and then just through email and stuff, if I was to go through and look at all of them, like, 80% 80% of the questions that I've gotten over the years, over the last year, I guess, has been around purchasing wells, how do you make money in it, what should I avoid, those types of things. And it's been a cool experience now that we're kind of ending. Yeah. Yeah. So those that don't know, we are selling our stripper wells up in Oklahoma, and we learned a lot of lessons from them. So I talked a little bit about it on Twitter the other day, just like really brief, but I think that we're actually going to turn it into some blog content, like the one thing that surprised me most, and we won't talk about it too much because I want to save it for a, another post, but really was like how much the weather affected us. Like if you look at the um, northeast section of Oklahoma, it got historic rainfall, like the most rain that it's ever gotten in one year period. Yeah. And okay, well, how does the rain, the rain affect you? Well, got pictures of a leash road that's got a four foot fucking rut going down the leash road from the washout. And then you can't get crews out. So you can't get crews out there. And then you can't get crews out there to come service your wells because they have a bigger client 
that has more wells and more work for them that they, you know, they have first priority. And that guy's been shut down for two months due to the rain. So there you are. So if any of so if your any of your stock tanks, whether it's oil or water, are full, shut it down. So if you can't get a crew out there, then it's still shut down. Yeah. If anything breaks, you can't get a crew out there. And so it's okay, still so shut down. you sit there and you wait around. Okay, maybe they'll make it out to me someday and come service my well. Well, guess what? Then it rains, shitload again, and you're back into square one. And then this latest washout, what was the what was the cost of that? Four thousand dollars. Yeah, four Gs. So, so then you think about the how does that affect your economics at a lease level? Yeah. Right. Yeah, four grand's a lot of money when you're operating stripper wells, right? So I think we're going to make a full-on blog post, uh, probably a couple of pieces of content, honestly, um, of what what to do and what not to do. So if you guys have questions about that, reach out directly. Uh, you can either to jake at digitalwellcatters.com or call on digitalwellcatters.com, either one. Um, or find me on Twitter. I changed my Twitter name. Or that, yeah. My or twi- Facebook. My Twitter handle now is Fraxlat. <laughs> so if you want to find me on Twitter... At Frack Slet. <laughs> Damn, do we have a soundboard in here with a sound effects? <laughs> um, I think that pretty much wraps it up. You know, it's been a, it's been a great year, like we said. Thank you guys so much. Um, you know, we would love to to hear from you guys. What what would you like to see more of? Um, yeah, we, we're moving moving into the new studio. New studio next uh, yeah. next week, uh, first week of January, so a week and a half. So we're excited about that. Um, maybe have some type of uh, housewarming party for the new studio, get a few people together. So be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, that's all I got, man. It's been an exciting year. I think 2020 is going to be even bigger. Um, just what we've seen in the tech space happen so far, and I really think that we're just kind of getting started. Um, you know, you look at, I can't name some of the company's names, but we've had some members in the collective or from Energy Tech Night get funding for their startups um, from the the relationships that they've built from those. So I think, um, you know, just the community really kind of rallying together and, you know, kind of building each other up. I think it's going to be a really powerful thing over the next few years. Absolutely. So we're, we're going into to 2020 head first and just looking forward to it so uh stay tuned uh until then happy holidays merry christmas happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa is it merry kwanzaa i don't know happy new year and happy new year yeah so uh we will see you guys on the other side